Hey everyone, welcome to Mercy Talk. This is Jen Otero. And this is Melanie Wise, and we're so happy that you joined us today. We are uh, moving into kind of, not really a new series, but uh, last month in the month of August, we kind of started laying some foundation for the series that we're about to really jump into uh, this week on the keys to freedom that we use in our Mercy Residential Program, but also the ones that we through really throughout the last year through mm-hmm. our our events and workshops and things like that, we're really working on getting these keys into the hands of, of people that are outside of our residential program. Right. Interestingly enough, these keys are already in a lot of people's hands. They just maybe don't realize it or That's don't know right. how to use it. So uh, we are really excited to jump into this. If you have not listened to last month's podcast, we encourage you to go back because those are really, really important foundational pieces to all of the keys that we are about to be jumping into. We talked about the importance of hearing the voice of God and just really kind of allowing him to to lead the process as you work through these keys to be able to hear directly from him. We talked about how, you know, just the word the voice of God mm-hmm. really is the only voice that has the ability to change our hearts That's just right. in an instant. And just how important it is to be able to hear from him. We also talked about authority and how important it is for us to understand that when we give our lives uh, to, to Jesus and we carry his name that's above every name, we actually carry an authority that goes along with that. And when you understand the authority that is yours, it completely transforms the way that you walk through these keys. Mm-hmm. So please, if you have not heard those shows... <laughs> Just stop now, go back and, and listen to August's podcast and then jump in this week. We are going to be jumping into our first key today, mm-hmm. but I really just kind of wanted to say before we, we go into that, that our Choices That Bring Change model, which is the Keys to Freedom, it's not something that we describe as a step-by-step process that somebody goes into. It's not some sort of linear thing where once you've conquered step one, you go on to step two. There's some mm-hmm. programs that are like that where it's step-by-step, but for the the choices that bring change model it's we kind of picture it as a wheel with different spokes and you know in each of those spokes is the different keys but at any one time as we let the lord lead out that process we really may see that we are um, kind of being led to focus in on maybe an area of unforgiveness but then that leads us into a process of renewing our mind to some mm-hmm. lies that we're believing and processing hurts. And there's all these different keys that all work in conjunction with one another. And truly, as the Lord leads it out, it doesn't always look just step by step. They That's all right. work in conjunction with one another and they all really affect one another. And that'll make a lot more sense as we go on. But just kind of wanted to make sure that that was clear before we jump into this today. And it's an important point, Mal, because I know as the counselor, there's so many models that are linear that mm-hmm. once you hit one step and you finish that step, then you move into the next step. And that's what's so cool about our counseling model. And then what we're able to give out even to community is that there is that circular process. There is that place of allowing the Holy Spirit just to kind of lead wherever he needs to mm-hmm. go. And what that also positions us as, I love the name of our counseling model, Choices That Bring Change, because it's all focused on our choice. So our choice to hear from the Lord, our choice to choose to forgive, our choice to really line up with healing. And what that does in our residential program is it puts the responsibility on our residents to really say, is this something you want? Good. Then this is something you're going to have to continue to choose day in and day out. Mm -hmm. But that's not just a mercy program thing, is it? I mean, healing really requires us to make the choice to say day in and day out, I'm going to follow God. I'm going to be obedient to what he's asking of me. 
I'm going to be willing to surrender and lay down on forgiveness or whatever it may be, that there is something to be understood and to be reminded of just that power that's in our choice and that yeah. there's such a beauty in that when we really grab hold of the reality of our choices and the power that it holds that we're not, we've talked many times in the past about that we're not victim to our circumstances, you know, that we have the decision and we can choose day in and day out who we're going to follow, what we're going to believe, you know, how we're going to line up to become more and more who Christ has called us to be, which is just awesome. It's such a empowering thing Mm -hmm. to really walk out. With all of that being said, I think it's important that we just let listeners know what it is we are actually going to talk about today, mm-hmm. which is that intro to our counseling model, which is what we've just chatted about. But also that first key really is that initial commitment to Christ, that that is, if you were to see the wheel, and I'm sure there's some people that have seen our counseling model, but that is what is central in the middle of our wheel is that it's that commitment to Christ, that all the other spokes come off of that. And so having that commitment to Christ, like we've talked about in the past, you need to know that you have committed your life to Christ, that the power of the Holy Spirit's working in you, that Jesus died in order for you to walk in freedom. And so once you're in relationship with him, you're then positioned where all of his promises, all of his healing, all of the authority that he died for us to have is now ours because we're a child of God. Um, And so once that commitment is initially made, we're then positioned to be able to move into those other spokes on the wheel to be able to move forward in freedom. And so our first place And our first key in our counseling model is really talking through that initial commitment to Christ. And as you know, Mel, often even in our workshops and the different things that we hold, we'll have people say, okay, well, how does it work if you have someone who comes in the program who hasn't committed their Mm -hmm. life to Christ? Because if this is central to everything you do at Mercy, what does that look like? And I think there's the reality of understanding we don't push relationship off on residents when they come in. We don't say you have to know Jesus in order to heal. But what I have found over time is that simply by being in that environment, being around staff members, being in praise and worship. I mean, the girls, when they come into the program, they know what they're signing up for. They know that it's a faith-based program where they're going to have praise and worship and Bible reading and, you know, biblical counseling, all of these pieces. But what's so cool is over time, I've watched time after time when I was working in the home, that the Holy Spirit would just woo them to himself. Mm -hmm. You know, there would be conversations of, hey, you're probably going to hit a point where this, you're not able to go as far as you would like to if Jesus isn't the center of your process here. But there isn't this kind of stiff arming of you need to get after it and get with Jesus in order to heal, you know? And so I think there's something to be said that we understand his role and the lasting freedom that he brings, but we're all in process. We're all moving through and kind of coming into that understanding of who he is and therefore who we are to him. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's always, a lot of people ask that question, how do you balance that in the program? And I think it's the same thing in community too. It's having those conversations. It's it's speaking truth of what Jesus brings to the table, but then allowing him to do the work that only Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit can do because he's the one that woos us into that relationship in the first place. Yeah, that's really good. Well, I think that also what's important is just that we are very clear, and I know that we're very clear with our residents, but, you know, when we talk to other people about, you know, commitment to Christ being at the center of the wheel, I think a lot of people can just kind of be like, well, yeah, 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 of course it is. Like, you're a Christian organization, of course it has to be. But there's some very specific reasons why it's at the center of the wheel. It's not just because, well, we're Christians, so we think that commitment to Christ just needs to be the most important thing. There's some really specific reasons for it, and I want to make sure that we hit on some of that. The first thing that comes to mind is that, you know, we talk a lot about how in John 5, it says that when we commit our lives to Christ, we literally pass from death to life. And of course, that we believe that that is talking about eternity and that, Mm. you know, eternal death to eternal life. Right. But 
it also is talking about just even what is operating at our core mm-hmm. while we're here on earth is that whenever before we knew Jesus, what was operating at our core was death. Right. Um, but when we commit our lives to Christ and the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us, it now what's operating at our core is life. Mm-hmm. And so whenever you have not given your life to Christ and, and what is operating at the very core of who you are is, is death, that's going to really affect mm-hmm. the, the process and it's going to affect the way that you're walking these things out. And so that's obviously a very important thing to know as far as when you're working with someone and, right. and, and leading them through this. But, you know, a few of the other really important reasons is just that, as you've already mentioned, we absolutely believe that that Jesus is the source of freedom, right. that apart from him, true and lasting freedom and wholeness isn't possible. Uh, you can experience some great, you know, maybe growth and, and some healing here and there and maybe learn how to cope with your issues here and there, but like true freedom mm-hmm. and healing from the inside out is not possible apart right. from him. And so if someone has not connected with that source of freedom, then like you said, at some point they're going to kind of hit a wall. Yeah. They're not going to really have any much further that they can go if they haven't made that decision. And so that's another reason it's important. Uh, you mentioned earlier that just the power of the Holy Spirit being at work in somebody, if that is not activated, mm-hmm. um, that there is a massive power source that somebody has not tapped into yeah. um, whenever the Holy Spirit comes to live and to work inside of someone. And so... That's another reason why it's important. (laughs) And then the last couple that I would mention, one is that I think you also hit on this, that there are real promises throughout scripture that, especially when it comes to the the key of renewing your mind um, and renewing your mind to the truth of who you are, we want to help people really just kind of connect with is the truth to who they are in Christ. And so there's a lot, a lot of scriptures that are promises given to those who are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so if someone has not made the decision to be in Christ, then there's a lot of those promises that they can't really kind of latch onto. Right. And so when it comes to renewing the mind to the truth of who you are, it's when in Christ is not part of that, that really is going to affect the process of renewing the mind. And then, you know, we, we covered this over the last couple of weeks, but just the importance of understanding your authority, that when you commit your life to Jesus, you are identifying with him in his death and burial, but also in his resurrection. And so when Jesus conquered the grave and was victorious over the enemy, when you commit your life to Christ, you are actually joining in him in that victory and in that authority. And we talked all about, again, that's why I'd say if you missed the last month of podcasts, I really encourage you to go back because we just really went into scripture about what does it say about people and the authority that they have when they are in Christ. And so if someone doesn't have that and hasn't connected with the authority that is theirs, it's also going to really hinder them in the the process of working through these keys. So that was a lot. There's probably yeah. a lot more that we can come up with, but those are some of the big ones about mm-hmm. just why this this key is so central to the whole process. And it is so connected to everything that we do, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you nailed it. I think some people, can, there's almost a duh factor to right. it to some degree if you've been raised in the church or know God, but... I think there's something about coming back to the basics, even if you've known the Lord for 50 years to really come back and go, that's why. And that that's Mm -hmm. what that affords me, because we often talk about the reality that accepting Jesus isn't just about heaven. And I think sometimes people can kind of get stuck there and forget all the promises and all the goodness that that commitment and that relationship with the Lord affords us here on earth, Mm -hmm. that it wasn't just about eternity. It's very much about living full free lives 
while we're on earth. And I just love that that's the father's heart for us as Mm -hmm. well. I think another part of this whole discussion too, Mel, that I have seen over the years, especially working in the home, is the importance of recommitment. I know often we would have girls that would come into the program and say, yes, I'm a Christian. Absolutely. I accepted Jesus when I was six or seven. And then we talk about this whole crazy life that they've walked through and all the difficulty and the things they've walked through or choices that they made. And Really coming to the point of, yes, if you were to die tomorrow, absolutely you'd be in heaven. But where do you really feel like your heart is when it comes to that commitment to Jesus? Do you feel like you're really connected to him? Do you feel like you've really committed your life right now as a 24-year-old to him and really discussing the importance of what recommitment brings. And what I had found over the years is that I would often have girls that grew up in the church, that whose parents were Christians, that often maybe even were pastor's kids or whatever it may be, that they had taken on relationship with, the, with Jesus wholeheartedly at the age and the stage that they were at. But because they fell away or made a lot of poor choices, they weren't currently in a really connected relationship with the Lord. And what I would find is that as they then got to a point where they're like, you know, I want to recommit now Mm -hmm. for who I am and where I am and that I'm not a six-year-old little girl anymore. I'm a 24-year-old woman who's made some choices and have walked through them some things. But I just found over time there was such a power in that recommitment Mm -hmm. because they were making that decision for themselves. They weren't making it because of culture or because of expectation or they weren't kind of on the sales of their mom and dad's relationship Mm -hmm. anymore. They really chose it for themselves. And that place of recommitment I found over and over and over again set them up for such a cool, almost restart in their relationship with the Lord that really positioned them for some cool, cool things. So I always like to really even hit on that recommitment piece because there's something to be said about it at different stages of life. If we know, okay, I've committed to the Lord, but where am I now? Mm -hmm. 20 years after I did it initially, you know? Well, you know, I want to be sure that before we kind of wrap up today, I I think that we sometimes are really surprised whenever we see the just statistics come in Mm -hmm. about who's listening to all the podcasts and from, I mean, literally all over the world. And I don't want to make the assumption that every single person who's listening to this podcast Mm -hmm. knows exactly what we're talking about when we talk about commitment to Christ and and that they've even made that commitment. Right. And so before we wrap up, I just want to give like as quick of a version of what that means as I possibly can. Just because if there's anybody listening who's a little bit confused about what this means, or maybe they've heard maybe distorted views of the gospel, Mm -hmm. um, just that they would kind of understand what we're talking about here. And I would say that first, it's just really important that we have a right perspective of who God is and that he is eternal and that he is the creator and the owner of all things. And he, we believe, is the one who is worthy to be fully and completely given all of the worship of everything that exists. Mm-hmm. But as we know from back in Genesis, literally back in the Garden of Eden, mankind turned from God and turned from him and to what he created and worshiped other things and and really turned their hearts away from him. And it's very clear throughout scripture, I mean, that there's not a single person who's ever lived outside of Jesus Christ himself mm-hmm. um, who has not fallen into that place of turning their hearts. Um, literally in Romans 3.12, it says that all have turned away. There is no one who does good, not even one. So we have all fallen short and given our hearts to sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter if you think, well, I haven't done that much bad stuff. Or <laughs> if you're like, oh my goodness, my sins could never be listed. There's so many. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, we all fall in that camp. That's right. Um, we have all fallen short. 
And so, you know, the question is like, well, how does God respond to this? Because he is perfect and he is holy and he is just, he can't exist with sin. They can't coexist. And so his first response to the turning of our hearts away from him is eternal separation from him. Mm. Thankfully, we know that he has a second response. And that second response is Jesus. And God sent him to earth to live a perfect life at the appointed time Jesus went to the cross. Uh, And we know that at the cross, that that is where God poured out his wrath against mankind. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says that he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And so then three days later, God, Jesus died. And three days later, He rose from the dead, conquered the enemy on our behalf. And because of Jesus, we now have the chance to no longer be enemies of God. Mm -hmm. And we have right standing before God because of the cross and because of the cross alone. And man, it just, I don't know, sometimes when I let that sink in, I'm like, man, I've heard this message my whole life. But Mm -hmm. the reality of the fact that I, in my human nature, was an enemy of God, Mm -hmm. but because of Jesus, I now have right standing before him. And he now sees Jesus when he sees me. It's just amazing. And so anyway, just to know that, you know, Jesus paid for our sins. He is our savior. He's the one who rescues us from eternal separation from God. And it literally, it says in Romans 10, it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so, again, if you're listening today and you've never really heard that and didn't really know what commitment to Christ means, if you haven't made that commitment, but you have that desire to give your life to him and to place your faith in the cross of of Christ, then we just encourage you to tell him and to Mm -hmm. let him know that and to pray that. And we also really encourage you to find a local Bible-based, biblically-based church um, where you can go and just share that decision with them and plug in. You definitely were not meant to walk this walk alone. And so God wants you to be part of a family and part of a group of believers that can encourage you as you just walk out that decision. So anyway, I just want to make sure that we don't just kind of leave people hanging if they're like, well, thanks. I have no idea what Christ actually even (laughs) means. Then, then there you have it. That was my mm-hmm. that was my go at a very quick gospel oh, I message. Love it. But, so good. Um, anyway, again, if that was you, we just oh man, we just celebrate with you along with all of heaven. And again, really encourage you to find a, a, a church, a, an older Christian mentor, someone in your life that you can go to and, and let them know about that awesome decision. Well, Mel, this discussion, I think, has been so important and so helpful. Um, And so next week, we really want to encourage listeners to pop in back with us as we'll really be talking through what it means to make a total commitment to Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, today really is more about that initial commitment or that recommitment and really connecting with the Lord. But what does it look like to make that total commitment? And we would just encourage any of you that are listening that perhaps have made that initial commitment, even as Mel was talking that through. Um, we just would love, love, love for you to email us at mercymultiplied.com just to let us know that that's a decision that you've made. Um, we would love to send you some resources and just hear from you and celebrate that initial decision that you have made. So congratulations on that for sure. So we hope that you will tune in next week. Mm-hmm.